It is the final half an hour of the Front Row Signing Day Show, Signing Day 2016. It is brought to you by Muscatel Subaru, by Olaf Anderson Construction, and by Jiffy Lube of Fargo. Ryan Gellner, Jeremy Jorgensen on the Mighty 790 KFGO. And Signing Day 2016 continues to uh, highlight the day, I guess you could say. North Dakota State, we've gone through plenty of these players, just a couple left that we haven't talked about. One of them from Florida, it's Felix Dixon, the defensive back, six foot 165, who also could be a great return guy from Countryside High School in Clearwater. One from Iowa, it's Ross Godfrey, a defensive back, 5'10", from Sioux City, Iowa. He was uh, one of the fastest players in camp, a 10-9-6, 100-meter dash. That is burning a three-time state qualifier in track. Again, Ross Godfrey, a defensive back in a three-year starter from Sioux City, Iowa. One from Kansas that has been hecked a offensive line at six foot five, two fifty-five from Mill Valley High School. And then a couple of transfers, Jeremy Darren Kelly, a defensive back from Baltimore who played at the School of Science down in Wapaton. He comes up and he could immediately help out at defensive back. Well, and I think it's a position of need. Uh, obviously, uh, Champion and C.J. Smith are gone. Uh, you love what Jalen Allison's doing at corner. Uh, Dom Davis had a great redshirt year, but you need some depth there. Uh, and certainly Felix Dixon um, and Darren Kelly can help that. And then Jackson Koontz a punter who punted for SMU the last couple of seasons. He'll have two years of eligibility to use up in the next three years. Averaged 40 and a half yards a punt, had a bunch of punts at SMU. He would, you'd assume, be the top nod for that punter job at North Dakota State with Ben LeCompte gone. Well, that's a huge hole. Uh, You know, that's one of the big question marks is uh, punter. Uh, Ben really flipped the field, uh, would really change the field position in the game, and those are hidden yards that win or lose football games. If you get them, it's great. If not, uh, you're in trouble. And and Ben, man, he was really good at that. So that is a key, key position, and you can tell they really focused on that. That was a great move by this coaching staff. Are there players in just looking at this, because it's so hard, you look at a piece of paper, you look at some film on Huddle Online, are there a handful of players that you think, Jeremy, and I've got my list of four that I think could play right away at North Dakota State, is there a couple you think that boys and fans will know their name at the end of the year? Uh, a handful played this year. Is there a handful in this group that you see playing right away? Yeah, I think there there potentially could be three, two for sure. Cox and Ingle, I think, have potential. I think Dylan Radun's too. Um, I, I think those three, those are the three for me, Sean Ingle. Dylan Radunz and uh, Jabril Cox. Jabril Cox is a six foot three, two hundred and eighteen pound linebacker. Uh, he played all over the place: wide receiver, linebacker, safety, and corner in his career. One of those athletes that North Dakota State prides themselves on. And you know, and let's be honest: the Bison need a backup to Nick DeLuca. They they need a thumper in the middle, and that's what Jabril Cox is. He fits that perfect. DeLuca is going to be a senior next year, so even beyond graduation, there you know you never know with injuries like we had with Carson this year. Jabril could fill that number two Mike linebacker role real quick. Yeah, very quickly. Accounted for 3,107 yards of total offense when he played offense. Again, we mentioned 
Uh, some of the big numbers that he had, 18 touchdowns while running for 1,000 yards and 13 scores. He'll come in as a big-time linebacker at North Dakota State, and he had a chance to sit down with Jack Michaels earlier today. Let's listen back on an interview that Jack did with Jabril Cox, a 6'3", 218-pound linebacker from Raytown South High School in Missouri. This is Jabril Cox from Raytown, Missouri. My name is Jack Jabril. Thanks for joining the show. How you doing? Uh, hey, I'm doing great. Uh, congratulations, first and foremost. Kind of a, a, a feeling of freedom that, that your path now has been selected and you're ready to uh, to move on into a hopefully great collegiate career. How are you feeling this week, uh, Jabril, on, on such a special week? I'm feeling great. It's a big sigh of relief knowing that the process is finally almost over and I picked a great school for me. You come so highly talked of that uh that people are going to know you before you even arrive on campus just talking with those in the know jabril and that's humbling i know to you to hear that uh listed as a safety but I was, i've been busy watching a lot of film you running stuff out of the backfield at quarterback an option you've got breakaway speed just here's a time where you need to kind of brag about yourself and i know you're humble but tell the fans out there and, and the bison fans specifically the kind of uh, recruit they're getting in you. Tell us a little something about your uh, your attributes. Uh, well, uh, I have first-team all-conference, all-district honors, and conference MVP. Uh, before before the injury, I had almost all the FBS schools coming after me. And then after that, then they died down, and then the FCS schools started. And it's been mostly uh, – I have – mostly a pretty good year these past two years uh we've gotten to the district championship each of my years here and it's been it's been a pretty good ride here six three six four six uh six three two uh two twenty where are you where are you sitting right now uh yeah i'm still at least, uh two twenty six three and then give us an idea of the competition what raytown missouri is all about uh, the competition that you played a little bit, Jabril, kind of get us up to date on, on a little bit of uh, your competition. Oh, yeah, we uh, it's, it's great competition here in Kansas City. Uh, our schedule, we play three of the state champions in the state of Missouri. We're a class four, and we have six classes. We played the class four, class five, and class six state champions. So the level of competition here is very great. You mentioned about uh, injury, FBS, and then into FCS. I uh, hate to have you relive things like that, but get us up to date on what that was about, specifically the injury that, that you had to, to, had to overcome now to, to get back on track. Take us through that, Jabril. Yeah, it happened junior season, the last regular season game. I got hit in the knee, and and then that's, that's when the torn ACL sure. had occurred, and then I had to rehab all the way back and was blessed and thankful enough to be able to play this this uh, my senior season. Yeah, and if you check the film on it, you know that this day and age, you know, maybe maybe an ACL years ago was a, you know, debilitating thing, but nowadays, Jabril, uh, you come back and you almost feel as strong, if not stronger, correct? Yes, sir. I felt stronger coming back. I think it helped me work on my body. Like, because me being a three-sport athlete, I wasn't really in the weights and everything, working out, but with that injury, I was able to help get other body parts stronger, bigger, and faster. Let's talk about uh, who wants you because it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a big thing for, for guys like you, talented athletes, where who wants you. 
you mentioned the FBS. Let's look now with just the primary of the FCS schools and take us through that. And then when NDSU was part of that equation, uh, what attracted you to North Dakota State primarily? So help us help us understand that logic, uh, Jabril. Oh, yeah, I had mostly everybody in the Missouri Valley, all the teams in the Missouri Valley. And when I got towards the end, it was mostly between North Dakota State and Illinois State. And I felt as if North Dakota State, it just felt at like home to me. Uh, it's the coaches, the atmosphere, the players. I just felt like it was the right fit, and it was where I wanted to be. Two good programs, obviously, a couple of years back that found themselves in a, in a title game. Uh, we've been asking some of the athletes, too, when North Dakota State comes at you because they now have five straight national championships, uh, even though Fargo can get really cold, Jabril, you know that you play in the Fargo Dome <laughs> inside. It's yes, not out, right? You're on, the, you're on the carpet indoors, you know, in front of 19,000. So that's all a good thing. But I'll ask you, was it, was it how you were treated during the recruiting process? The fact that, that they are five-time national champions, um, you know, how, how the recruiting person uh, treated you, whoever that, and you could tell us who that was and all that too. But take us through why North Dakota State. Yeah, I know the championships and everything that goes into it. But for me, I just I just wanted to find a place that I felt home at, that I felt like was the right fit for me. And Coach Riley, he was a great uh, recruiting, my great recruiting coordinator down here in Kansas City. Right. And he he taught me all the things that had gone up in North Dakota. And, and then I just had to go find out for myself. And I went down there on the – visit when they played Montana. And once I was on there, I loved it there. I instantly fell in love. And then that's that's pretty much how uh how I came about about it. Yeah, and the mind just starts going, "Okay, this is this is my school, Dan." Yeah, and my thought here too is you said you had a lot of FBS schools on you, thinking about you before the injury. Why not at the end kind of go back to them? maybe do a preferred walk-on or something to that nature after you got healthy, knowing in your own heart that, hey, I'm good enough to play at this level. What what made you just want to stick it through stick through and, and stay with NDSU? Because that's, to me, a big story, knowing how yep. talented you are, who you're recruiting, and still good choosing question. to go to uh, NDSU. Yeah, uh, I, didn't, I didn't want to be a back burner to them, like a guy that they didn't really care about, just wanted to get an offer to just because they were just giving out scholarships. I knew coming to NDSU – I would be one of their guys and be treated like family here. So I just didn't want to be considered a back burner if I were to go to FBS. That, that's pretty well put right there. You're hearing uh, Jabril Cox, and you're already hearing uh, the kind of athlete. You can hear the confidence in his voice. You can already hear the fact that, that he has overcome things already, highly sought after. You know, there's always the question, too, Jabril, with uh, big fish, small pond, small fish, big pond. That's not necessarily you. You were a, a big fish in a good-sized pond. And I'll say it this way, coming to be a, a new fish in a new pond, big or small, I'm going to leave those words out of it, though. Take us through your expectations, what you've been told, what you know they're expecting from you early on. Do you have you know visions to come in, roll up the sleeves? Do I have a chance to play right away? Should I redshirt? Just help us through that, that, that thought process, Jabril. Yeah, uh, coming in the fall camp. I, uh, that's when I'll be see see where I measure up to others. Uh, if a if a red shirt comes, then I'll be happy with it. If I'm able to just go in and play, then I'd be even more happy with it. 
but it just depends on how I develop over these next couple months and seeing if I'm ready to be able to go and play for North Dakota State. What did you know about the city of Fargo before uh, signing at North Dakota State? I got to throw that throw that at you. Anything? Oh yeah, I know. I know. I've always watched. Uh, I know three years, two years, and last year I've always watched you guys in the uh, national championship. I was like, who's this school? North Dakota State. <laughs> I was like, are they D one? And then you know, and then I searched you guys up, and you guys are. So you're probably googling Fargo. Man, is that cold? Look at how cold that is. is that, is that oh a, yeah. Is that a negative thirty two in Fargo? What is that? All about? <laughs> Oh, man, Jabril, hey, thanks for the time. Can't wait to uh, to touch base with you as we move along. And, and to you and your family, congratulations. I know it's a special time. Thanks for coming on today. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you guys having me. Jabril Cox found out who North Dakota State was, and North Dakota State fans are soon to find out who Jabril Cox is. You got to hear from him there with the sports director on the Mighty 790 KFGO. We'll step away. We'll take a break when we come back. Well, it's Jeremy and I breaking down the rest of this class, what to look forward to. It is the front row signing day show, signing day 2016, brought to you by Muscatel Subaru, Olaf Anderson Construction, and Jiffy Lubo Fargo. We're back to the Ramada Plaza and Suites to talk more 2016 signing day on the mighty 790 KFGO. Wentz keeps it himself, angling to the left sideline at the 10, at the 5, diving to the goal line. Touchdown, Bison! KFGO continuing coverage of Signing Day 2016. It is the front row Signing Day show. Good to hear from Scott Miller. Uh, Thoughts and prayers continue to be with Scotty, who is uh, continuing to battle. Scotty, if you're listening tonight, uh, can't wait to have you back at the station, at the studio, and back calling Bison basketball this winter for what should be a pretty good run for both the Bison men and women towards the end of this season here. Jeremy Jeremy Jorgensen back with us again. Jeremy, signing day 2016. It is interesting now to watch the next four or, in some cases, five years for some of these kids and see who's making a difference in four or five years. There is absolutely no way to look at this list and pick out who is going to be the NFL prospect or who is going to be the difference maker four or five years from right now. But but that's what makes all of this really special. As all of these kids come in, there are some right now that are ahead of others but, man, in four or five years, each one of these young men, if they're still around, they're going to look a lot different, they're going to play a lot different, and uh, we're going to think a lot different of them. Hey, you know, let's be honest. Uh, we left this room last year uh, right here at the Ramada, and I don't know if there was anybody that thought Bruce Anderson was going to have the impact that he did. You know, at, at the time, he just looked like, oh, you know, a pretty good get, you know, this and that. But he's turned into an electrifying player and, and that just goes to show we really don't know, you know, who's going to make an impact, when they're going to make an impact. But like you said, that's what's fun about it. The preferred walk-ons, there were 10 of them uh, in this list. And preferred walk-on has really become the way at North Dakota State. They have found some hidden gems that were started as preferred walk-on, ended as full-ride scholarships and NFL prospects. It really is the way that North Dakota State has been able to tap into some talent that at the time, because of a small senior class, they haven't had room for within the so-called budget, but they made room. Yeah, I really like Bigler in that preferred walk-on. 
And he's 6'3", 256. And, you know, I, I like guys like, remember Ryan Smith, how he dominated high school football and everyone said he wasn't big enough, good enough, this and that. Uh, those guys have a chip on their shoulder. And I think Bigler, coming from a small school, Underwood, the Rockets, uh, you know, I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. And I think he could emerge out of that preferred walk-on into a scholarship situation. I like him. North Dakota State, again, signed 26 to their recruiting class for 2016. How's it stack up with the rest of the conference? You know, Illinois State had a great class. There's no question, Ryan. Uh, you know, Illinois State and the Bison uh, are the top two classes in the Valley today. Uh, Illinois State, uh, remember this name. Uh, Copperich is gone, but they replaced him big time. James Robinson, a three-star running back from Rockford, Illinois. He's 205. He had an offer from Iowa and still took Illinois State. Uh, he had 4,500 rushing yards as a junior and senior. And listen to this. He scored 80 high school touchdowns. <laughs> so he's he's going to replace Coppridge. Uh, you know, so remember that name. They took two quarterbacks from Texas. You and I also had a good class. But Illinois State and NDSU, I think, are on a level of their own in the Valley. You and I just may be a step below, but they really loaded up on the D-line. They've always been good at the D-line. Bryce Pop's their D-line coach, and I think kids want to play there because of Bryce Pop. Phil Hansen's told me many times about him. He played with him in the NFL, and kids want to go there, and they got three stud D-linemen. So you and I did well. Youngstown, eh, I don't know. not so much. Uh, they got a nice D lineman out of Florida. SDSU took two quarterbacks. USD, I don't really don't know what they got. They got 31 kids. I don't know a lot about any of them. Oh, um, but uh, that that's how the Valley shakes up. I think NDSU and Illinois State are at the top. Because of where we're located, obviously recruiting wars with UNI, obviously recruiting wars with South Dakota State. Who else among the conference do these coaches run into time and time again? out on that trail or is it mainly SDSU and UNI? Yeah, I think right now it is. I you know, I think who's gonna start to get into the mix of that is USD. Um, Bob Nielsen, great hire, comes over from Western Illinois. He brought a lot of his Western Illinois recruiting class into uh Vermilion. Uh he knows how to recruit. I mean he won at Western Illinois very hard to do. Uh, he, he's going to get it going at USD, and I think even this year our coaches uh, ran into USD several times late in the game once Bob got into Vermilion and got things rolling. Bison fans know, obviously, about the conference. How about the surrounding areas, the Montana schools, North Dakota? What are big names that are popping out there? It is stunning what happened uh, with the two Montana schools. Uh, Montana uh, took eight transfers. They probably hadn't taken eight transfers in the last 20 years total. (laughs) They took eight transfers this year. They took three quarterbacks. One is a transfer from Kentucky, one's a JUCO, one's a Washington High School kid. They have seven quarterbacks fighting for one starting Mm. spot uh, next year. They got a wide receiver that transferred from Nebraska. And and for the first time in in as long as I can remember, they lost the in-state recruiting battle to Montana State. Montana State got ten kids, the Gatorade Player of the Year, a very athletic uh, kid from Billings Central. Um, Montana State beat Montana in recruiting. I don't remember the last time that happened. Uh, Eastern Washington did very well. They're an opponent of the Bison next year. They got a fantastic quarterback who had 4,000 total yards and 58 touchdowns this season in his senior year in California. Uh, They always get a good quarterback, though, so we may see him starting for them next year when they roll into the Dome. It is uh, Recruiting Day 2016, North Dakota State 
added 26 to their list, and uh, six of them from the state of North Dakota. No doubt about who won the state of North Dakota. It's funny, in North Dakota, offensive line, fullback, tight end. It seems to always revolve around those three positions. Yeah, power football. Um, you know, And I think the Bison are really good at something, Ryan, and that is recruiting to their system. I think a lot of schools just go out and take the best available player, and a lot of times that doesn't fit into their system. The Bison are really good at recruiting to their system, and that is power football loading up on those big, tough kids from this area. You know what I love about this is these nine-man schools yeah, in I North too. Dakota. They don't yep. get a fair shake. Right. NDSU seems to pull one out each and every year. Landon Leckler starting on the offensive line for North Dakota State. And there's kids here that are nine-man schools going to get a chance to play football at a pretty big-time level. And that's what's great about camp. Uh, these kids come in, and, and if they're going to stand out, athletes are athletes, whether you're playing nine-man or 11-man. And sometimes these kids come in, and, and they stand out. They don't care what town they're from. They don't care if their population's 200 or 2,000 or 20,000. Uh, if they're an athlete, they're going to find them at camp. And at camp, it doesn't matter what level of football they're playing. I can't let you get away without looking very quickly forward to next year there's still some open dates for north dakota state anything close or anything you can tell us jerry oh no it's real close uh you know it has to happen um you know we know that uh, we need that 11th game and uh we're working on a day and night um it, it's uh it's a stressful deal i mean there's there's no question it is hard to find teams to play the bison right now um you know, and, and find the right fit for us also. So we're working through all those things. It'll be interesting, and we can expect that announcement, I would hope, sooner rather than Me later too. Me too. for North Dakota State. Jeremy also in charge of that schedule for the Bison. Well, North Dakota State has done it. 26 players are their future, and future for you to know as Bison fans, Bison Nation gets bigger. Our thanks to those that joined us. Chris Kleiman, Tim Polisek, Matt Entz, and Nick Gazer. Also my thanks to Jeremy Jorgensen all season long for the ride on the mighty 790 KFGO. That's it from signing day. Take a day off, coaches, because Bison Nation, you'll get to know these players soon enough on the mighty 790 KFGO.